get stuffed. Hello and welcome back to Devil Stuff Cinema. This is episode number 56. I'm Tyler. I'm Neil. I'm Shrey. I'm Andrew. And you know, it's a special episode where uh, it's a Thanksgiving episode. This is coming out on Thanksgiving if you're listening to it right when we release it. And uh, we got a guest here with us to, you know, join in this uh, friendly spirit. So why don't you introduce yourself? Yeah, hi, I'm Chloe. Uh, I think I've been on the Mamma Mia podcast, and I think the first podcast you all did. Yeah. So I'm really happy to be back. Thanks for having me. Yeah, we've got a regular uh, DSC expert here, uh, here to join us in, you know, the greatest tradition of Thanksgiving, which is uh, getting into big arguments with your friends and family. So uh, in order to do that, we're going to talk about Knives Out, uh, which came out, I believe, like a year ago, like almost to the day, right? Yeah. About that. Yeah. Right. So uh before we get started, when was the last time everybody saw this movie? Maybe with whoever thought they saw it the longest ago. We'll start with there. And work our way back. I think we have an idea of who saw it the I think longest it's ago. Chloe. Yeah. Yeah, it definitely Chloe. was me. I saw it in theaters when it came out. I wanna say last Thanksgiving break when I came home and visited my family. Mm-hmm. Uh we all went. Um down in Deer Park. So it's been it's been like a year. I, I tried to read up a little before this. I'm not sure how how well I'll remember it, but Yeah, Chloe, we really have to, you know, start booking you for episodes that for movies that you've like seen in like the past year rather than stuff you saw a it's year a, ago. It's a fun little test, you know? Yeah. It's a test of your memory. We'll see how it pays off in the trivia. Uh who saw it maybe the next Longest ago, would it be Neil? Maybe I think I actually saw this movie probably like a month ago because I showed okay. it to my parents. So yeah, not, probably not me. Did they like it? I think I think Neil and they Tyler were probably it. the next long. Oh, they saw it like yeah. about a month ago. Like Neil, I saw it about a month ago. Um, yeah. This one I watched in college with some people that had never seen it before. Yeah, uh, I saw it around the beginning of quarantine. I think like. A few days before they announced that it was going to be on Prime for free, we rented it and watched it <laughs> together. And then they announced it was coming to Prime for free in a month. And I was like, kind of, kind of pissed about that. But then I watched it again like uh, a few days ago when we decided to do this episode. Then Andrew, when did you watch this? I watched this about three hours ago. So <laughs> I am feeling pretty good. I hope the trivia goes well, and I hope it's plot related. Andrew. <laughs> Uh, can you count on your fingers how many times the trivia has been plot related? I don't know. I I told you I forget an episode after we record it. So probably zero. Andrew just like ascends into like a different state every time we record. He's just no longer there. He's fully possessed. He's movie Andrew. Yeah. yeah. Before I saw it three hours ago, though, uh-huh. I saw it like in theaters when it came out. So years before then. Yeah. I feel like I remember like around, uh, you know, New Year, we all kind of like we'd met up and I think yeah. Andrew had seen it. I think it was like maybe I think Andrew 
gushing about it is what got me convinced like oh i'm i gotta go see this like soon yeah it was epic yeah so i think i kind of hinted at it but what were everyone's like overall thoughts of the movie before we kind of get a a bit more in depth chloe what do you remember i remember i well obviously you guys all know too anna de armas we know her from the spanish soap opera we watched in high school Mm -hmm. so it's kind of cool to see her like uh star in a movie um i liked daniel craig i I thought the accent and the whole character vibe was was good surprising for him good um i i was a little thrown i remember like the whole morphine not morphine and how it's sort of left to be a plot hole for a while i was really confused about so i was i was happy when it was resolved i don't know i thought it was a pretty good movie I'd yep. watch it again. I just didn't get a chance to before this podcast, but definitely yeah. enjoyed. Uh, Neil, Ty? Um, I remember like not really knowing what to expect when I went in and saw it, and mm-hmm. then I remember seeing it and being pretty much blown away. I think um, by the end of 2019, it was my favorite movie of the year, but that's because I hadn't seen other movies that came out that year. What about other Endgame, Neil? You liar. <laughs> I think, yeah, no, no, no. Besides Endgame. Besides Endgame, I think it was my favorite. Right. It, in Neil's mind, Endgame is just an event. It's not a movie. It is. It's it not is. an event. I always that just was an a whole yeah. other category. <laughs> no, because even, even now when people ask me, what's your favorite Marvel movie? I don't say Endgame anymore. It's just like... It, like it's obvious but um yeah yeah so i know it was my favorite movie of the year besides endgame mm-hmm. and uh yeah i liked it a lot yeah what about you ty yeah i totally agree with neil it was like one of my favorite movies uh that i've seen that came out in 2019 um i would say that it's probably my favorite like who done it i haven't seen a, a ton of uh those kind of like clue genre of movies but this one was so fun it, it's so unconventional for so many reasons like i'm sure we'll get into some of the twists but uh, i had a great time watching it it's a great cast so um what, what do you guys think yeah i mean um so i'd known that it was going to be the follow-up to uh like ryan johnson's the last jedi which i am a big fan of i know tyler is not so big a fan uh i know neil is kind of in the middle on it but um so I was excited to see what he did next. And after seeing like trailers for Knives Out, I was obviously excited for it. And then, you know, getting to see his like twist on a whodunit with he's very clever with script and like nods and everything. So seeing everything just kind of like be thrown in there and hinted at was really cool. What about you, Andrew? Yeah, I mean apparently i talked about this movie a lot when i first saw it if i really hyped you up but yeah i think especially i thought the storyline was really impressive in this Mm -hmm. movie like it was brilliant um it had like humor and i feel like i'm not usually a big fan of i guess like mysteries or whodunit Mm -hmm. as tyler puts it um but this movie i don't know it felt like a lot faster pace because usually I think the big flaw that I find in mysteries is they move too slow but this one always I don't know it always had me guessing it was always you know like there is some tension somewhere mm-hmm. uh, 
I I was really I enjoyed this movie a lot. It it felt like somewhat like a throwback, you know. It felt like a classic style of whodunit movies, but also like updated and applied to a modern take, you know, because you have like, you know, it it feels very modern and up to date, but it also like is that classic style of filmmaking where it's a you know you got the fun cast of characters and it it could be anybody or it could be nobody, you know. And there's going to be mm-hmm. one detective who pulls out some random clues at the end. So in that manner, it's predictable, but I feel like it's fresh for 2019, you know, like we're, yeah. we're starved for original movies and, you know, like most things are franchises and we, we do love franchises, but uh, getting to see something truly original is really cool. Yeah. Uh, I am curious about what some of your uh, favorite performances were. Did you, uh, or actually, before we get into that, does someone want to try to describe the plot? Maybe Chloe gives it a shot. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, don't get into detail- spoilers. How in though. detail do you want this to be? Oh no, spoil. Okay, is this- don't get into the spoilers at the end. Yeah. Okay, we are we not talking about the spoilers the entire podcast? I just wanna- no, we're gonna get to them. We'll, uh, we'll just leave it out at the beginning. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I just I I wanted to not not get redacted on this podcast um no yeah. so i think Chloe, it, just it so you starts... know i'm just gonna bleep out everything you say you know i never know i know you have some editing powers Shay. um <laughs> no so i i believe it Shay's starts with um it's this family and it's this older man who is a, a caretaker who's the main character and he has to get medicine every night and and the whole thing is that um, you see her give him the medicine and then it's, she realizes it's morphine and uh, he's going to die. So to sort of protect her, he slits his own throat to make it look like it was a suicide murder, whatever you want to call it. Um, and then this detective comes and is trying to investigate what happened. And he's got different relationships with each of his family members. I think like the one there's like a, a money, there's like a lot of money problems within the family. And so it's just like the detective sort of trying to figure out what really happened. All right. Well, yeah, I think that's like the general gist of the plot. Uh, we don't really want to get too deep on spoilers before we uh, talk about some of the stuff we like. So uh, my question from earlier, did you guys have like particular favorite family members uh, from the movie? Mm-hmm. Does it have to be a family member? Well, I mean, I I know Daniel Craig is obviously you know like the standout there, but you know the family members are all interesting characters of their own, you know. Yeah, for sure. I mean, for me, I would say that uh, Chris Evans does a does a great job as Ransom, yeah. who's kind of like mm-hmm. the black sheep of the family. Yeah. Um, I think that you know, I won't say anything uh, that is a direct spoiler at this point, but his character changes uh sides i guess kind of changes his yeah. uh you know what, what you think is his motivations um mm-hmm. many times throughout the movie and that's really fun to follow yeah uh i really am a big fan of michael shannon as uh mm-hmm. walt thromby he's really funny and he has like some of the best like lines that where uh if you're not listening you you're gonna miss them but once you you kind of like you'll notice them if you're paying attention. So like uh, there's that scene where uh, Chris Evans is telling everyone to eat shit and they all start like yelling at each other and you hear his voice rise above everyone else. And he says, I'm not eating one iota of shit. 
Yeah. <laughs> and he, he's also like shaking the cookies in his face. You want some cookies? You want some cookies? <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah, I agree. I think Michael Shannon was really great as well. Yeah. And I think, of course, um, Jamie Lee Curtis is very fun to see her like in this kind of role. Uh, and who else was? It was interesting. Tony Collette. Think, yeah, Tony Collette. Seeing, I feel like I've seen her in very few movies, but like this and Hereditary are the two big ones, and they're so there are two completely opposite ends <laughs> yeah. of the spectrum. Yeah, and both are so like her performance yeah. is amazing yeah. in both. Mm-hmm. She nails it. Uh, if you haven't seen the movie, Tony Collette plays like a Gwyneth Paltrow esque uh, influencer uh, who runs her own uh, lifestyle company. With a similarly horrible name to Goop, uh, but yeah, she—it's the furthest thing from hereditary imaginable. But it, she influencers. Wow. Andrew wants to be an influencer. I bet. I bet you could do well that market, Andrew. I am an influencer. What do you think this podcast is? Yeah. <laughs> do, are we technically I influence movies. Now? Andrew influences me on this podcast. Yeah. I feel like. Andrew Andrew starts big discussions in cinema, you know, in in the world of cinema. That I'm really shaking the boat here. Yeah, shaking things up, stirring the pot. <laughs> uh, Neil, you have some particular favorite family members, or do we kind of cover them all? Um, yeah, you guys pretty much covered all of them. The one that one that you didn't cover was uh, Richard, played by Don Johnson. I liked him a lot, especially I liked the whole um thing at the again I you like the whole it, racism but... of him no i mean that I think it, like, it, it like i don't know how to say this without sounding it like it like fits you know it fits yeah, his character it does. and yeah. it, and he like gets what he deserves in the end of course mm-hmm. which is also really funny to watch so yeah um we we meant i mentioned it but you know i think the subtlety of some of the stuff that Ryan Johnson does throughout the movie is really cool. You know, um, the, like the family members when they're talking about Marta, who's on a day character. And she's like, you know, the help for Walt or not Walt, uh, Harlan. Um, they, they all describe her as being from like different countries, you know, like each one yeah. has a different country. Uh, and no, she never corrects them, but you know, it's, very obvious that they're very unaware of where she is and just they all conflate everything as the same way and i think uh, i think richard even says like she's from two different countries i think he says like yeah she's from says, uruguay and paraguay or something yeah he, yeah yeah but um yeah and then like the moment where he hands her like a dish just absentmindedly to like go and clean and put away <laughs> While trying to like prove a point, like and speak yeah. on her behalf, yeah. Mm-hmm. And also, like, uh, you know, that thing where they each time they they're like, uh, I wanted her, I wanted you to be at the funeral, but I was outvoted. And each person says that, you know, exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, what were some of your favorite like small little details that Ryan Johnson like throws in there, Chloe? Uh, well, I don't know necessarily if it's if it's a smaller detail or sort of back to the the previous conversation, mm-hmm. uh, I kind of found Catherine Langford's character kind of interesting because I mm-hmm. think she sort of 
I mean, again, I'm pulling this from memory, but I remember watching and being like, she's kind of like in that weird, like, I'm a woke college student, but I'm also kind of more comfortable with my elitist family scheme. You know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. she's trying to play Mm -hmm. to that, like, I'm appearing this way, but I'm kind of not. And I thought that was kind of interesting. And I don't know, also just like, well, I guess I have a, a detail that I thought was, was, but I'll save that. It's a little bit more of a spoiler. So if we come back to more of a spoiler, ask right. conversation, I'll, I'll bring it up. But Yeah. Andrew, what about you? You saw this most recently. I'm sure you noticed lots of small things this time around. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't, I don't feel like there's any like tiny details that I really noticed and appreciated, I guess, when I was watching it. I did really like that, um, I guess, the guy that kind of orchestrated the thing, Arlen. Um, mm-hmm. He's like a mystery writer. That's his character. And yeah. I just thought that was really interesting because, like, it explains a lot, you know, on how he would know how to do all this. And mm-hmm. um, I also really liked how they uh, the game they play is Go. I've never yeah. played Go, but I guess it's for intellectuals. And um, they always say how, like, Marta always beats him at Go. So she's, like, super smart. Yeah. Um, I kind of like that. Uh, I also, I think they do a really great job of using all the characters throughout the movie. Like, they don't ever really leave someone out to dry, I guess, or, like, without... Detail. I would say they use like ninety percent of them. They don't use Walt's yeah. wife, which is weird. Like, she she's like the only one that they don't really oh, interview, mm-hmm. which is weird. But you know, she I think yeah. she had a bigger part in the movie before they like cut it out because they decided it wasn't really needed. But yeah, I mean, there's a couple times like that, but overall, I feel like they use all the characters kind of to the full extent, which I like that. Yeah, for sure. What about you, Ty? Um, there's like a bunch of really, really small, great details in this movie. Um, one of my favorites is actually the path of the baseball. Like, I don't know if you guys mm-hmm. remember. There's there's a, there's a couple scenes where like a character has this baseball that was originally in Harlan's office, and it gets thrown around a bunch. But apparently, like the path of the baseball, if you watch it, it starts in in Harlan's office, and it and it it is originally thrown by Richard who, you know, originally just throws it kind of out of, like, he's, he's happy with himself because he was able to just uh, avoid this, like, incriminating evidence that I'm sure we'll, we'll get into in a minute in this letter that Harlan wrote. Um, and it gets tossed around by a bunch of characters, and eventually it gets thrown um, back towards Linda, I want to say, and then she takes it to Harlan's office just to return it and then discovers this letter um in doing so and i didn't uh, catch this when i was watching the movie but i remember like watching some of the some of the small details that ryan johnson had put into that and i think this is a great example of just the the incredible detail and the cyclical nature of like what's going on um, i mean there's another I, great one. Oh, sorry even, Go ahead. even like finer than that and related to yours ty um so you know he finds the letter on harlan's desk that was supposed to be incriminating or whatever and he sees that it's blank and he like assumes he's right. safe and spoiler alert, we get to the end and we find out that it's like written in invisible ink so you have to like hold a fire in under it to see the letters there's a scene earlier in the movie where jamie lee curtis is holding the letters and you can see like there's 
little burn marks all over them because she's had to right. hold the paper under them in order to get the message. So it's like hinting at, you know, everything you see is not what it seems, which I think is really fun in a mystery movie, of course. You know, you're constantly second guessing. What was the other thing you were talking about, Ty? Yeah, the other one I was I was thinking of was uh, when Daniel Craig's character is questioning all of the family members. Um, they all kind of give like a slightly different uh, retelling of the events of the night that Harlan was murdered. And what's cool about it is they, there's like a scene where Harlan is seated kind of at the head of the table with all the family members around him. And every time a character retells the story, that particular character in that scene, that retelling is the closest to Harlan as if to say like they're the most important and they're the ones that or they're the one that should be, you know, uh, regarded as like the least suspicious that they all like believe that like they're the closest to him uh through their revisionist history which you know we get the idea that they're all unreliable narrators until you finally get to see the party replayed through marta's point of view like uh even um when uh richard is talking about the party and he's talking about how like marta's all great and her parents are from this place immigrants they get the job done (laughs) You see him. That's like, a great line. You see him like welcome her over, and she's all smiling and talking and everything. And then, of course, we get the scene later in the movie uh, retold from like I think Fran or uh, Marta's point of view, and you get like the whole ugly discussion that he and uh, Walt's wife are having, which is, you know, uh, just good filmmaking. I think you know, definitely. Neil, what about you? Um, I think. Well, I think, like, there's so many different items in this movie that, mm-hmm. um, like, that uh, Rian Johnson just kind of, or Ryan Johnson just kind of introduces, <laughs> like, in the very beginning of the movie. And you might mm-hmm. think, oh, they're just, like, these little detail items that don't really mean much. But then he brings them all the way back to the end. Probably the most notable one is the cup, the coffee cup, or coffee yeah. mug, right? Um, but I think, like, my favorite like little detail that I actually picked up on was the big portrait of Harlan in the kind of like over the fireplace at the very beginning or throughout the whole movie. It's him with like this stern look on his face, right. And serious look. But when the mystery solved, you can notice like it, like, um, uh, Anna de Armas's character is like looking at it and you can notice that he has a little smile on his face when the mystery solved. And like, I like looked it up. I was like, am I just like imagining this? And it was like, no, yeah. Ryan Johnson like did this on purpose, like changed the look on his face once I think the mystery was solved. So the painting that they'd commissioned for the thing wasn't actually finished when they started filming. Right. So it's, yeah. it's a purely digital thing there. And I think he's like gradually smiling a bit more until the mystery is solved. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, I think that's one of my, favorite things that i noticed so did they still get the painting afterward i think they might have and now just you know like ryan johnson has a giant portrait of uh what's his name (laughs) christopher Plummer. (laughs) yeah 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 um then of course we've mentioned a few times that we got to get into daniel craig's performance which you know uh i don't know about you guys but i love the accent i know some people didn't enjoy it i think but it's the exactly it's exactly the kind of wacky thing that you wouldn't really expect from uh you know a typical mystery but 
when you get into like the murder mystery and you know like the clue uh the clue type of movies you get all sorts of wacky stuff so i was very happy to see it what about you guys yeah my dad thought his voice was fake when we were watching it he was like there's no way that's his real voice and i was like it is he's just doing like a weird accent he would he didn't believe me i don't know yeah i i personally liked it mm-hmm. it makes his character feel very homey i don't know yeah like it's a really detective funny. <laughs> it's funny to see like a detective with like the southern twang instead of like you know a slightly british or just like no accent you know yeah and it's also, uh, I don't know, Tyler, you may have seen it. Did you see Logan Lucky? I have, yeah. Yeah, it's it's very reminiscent of that his accent there, although I, I would argue definitely his accent in Logan Lucky is crazier. Yeah, I've only seen Logan Lucky one time, but I do remember Same. that that accent stands out as well. And he, mm-hmm. he has a similar kind of Southern accent. That's very, very different from, you know, most people recognize him from, from James Bond. So, yeah. Chloe, what did you think of the accent? What do you remember? Were you a fan? I remember initially like being a little like, Oh goodness, but sort of <laughs> what you're saying makes sense uh, with like the clue movie. It, it's giving like a very campy feel where it's very mm-hmm. over the top and, it definitely fits, like, as I watched more of the movie, fits the aesthetic of the movie. I really, I ended up really liking it. I, I thought it, it was very different for Daniel Craig, but definitely very cool. I feel like it adds to his credibility almost, like, in, in some strange way, you know? Because uh, after a certain point, it just becomes part of the character. Like, he becomes Benoit Blanc so well that eventually you just, you don't even question the accent. And he has like a somewhat commanding authority when he speaks, which is really strange, especially when you have a goofy accent that, you know, Chris Evans' character describes as CSI KFC. So, <laughs> yeah. I, th- I think it was like partly inspired by Foghorn and Leghorn from uh, Looney Tunes. So some fun stuff there. And then uh, Chloe mentioned around the beginning, uh, Ana de Armas, who we've all... Uh, I think most of us, maybe not Tyler, saw and or actually Andrew didn't either. I think yeah, I wouldn't have seen it. uh, La Laguna Negra, but yeah, uh, I think I actually knew her first from Blade Runner twenty forty nine because I saw that before we started watching the show. So when I started watching the show, I was like, oh, I know her from Blade Runner twenty forty nine. So it's very cool to see where her career has come from then, but um. Also very sad to see her with Ben Affleck in 2020. <laughs> ben yeah. Bat, Bat, uh, Bactat Affleck. But yeah. Uh, what did you guys think of her performance? I mean, I'll be the first to say I really liked it. I thought she did a great job. I think she's a great actress. I'm mm-hmm. glad she got, like, her her role in sort of the American Hollywood spotlight because, you know, I've been rooting for her since I saw her in in the soap opera. I thought she was really good. Um, So, yeah, I'm I'm overall a big fan of her, so I I love the performance. Yeah, I think she's not doing a lot, but it's, like, subtle enough to be, like, 
you definitely like Marta. She's like one of the most likable yeah. characters on screen. She and, felt uh, like a normal person. Yeah. You know? mm-hmm. Um, her performance in this is what convinced Daniel Craig to like endorse her for being in the new James Bond movie with him because she's going to be in that as well. Um, but it's her role in Knives Out that got her the part in No Time to Die. So definitely happy to see her getting to do more stuff down the road. Okay. Yeah. Um, let's get into a bit of the spoiler stuff. Uh, or, yeah, we can get into a bit of the spoiler yeah. stuff. Yeah. Andrew, what are some spoilers you wanted to talk about? Oh, gosh. Okay. One thing I thought was really funny, this is like totally not what you're looking for for spoilers, but at the end, um, when uh, Chris Evans' character tries to like stab Marta with one of the knives on the big knife chair, dude, the knife chair is so cool. But he tries to stab her, and it's one of those like fake knives that like yeah. goes inside itself. And I'm pretty sure every other knife on the chair is most definitely a real knife. Yeah. And it's, I don't know. I thought it was just really funny that they did that. There, There's a line earlier in the movie uh, when Harlan and Marta are playing Go. Like in the scene that they keep flashing back to where Harlan's like, uh, my family members wouldn't like be able to tell a real knife from a prop knife. And it's mm-hmm. just like, you know, hinting at this eventual moment where He's going to pull the one fake knife. I It's weird, Andrew. I noticed like that exact same thing while I was watching. I was like, if he'd picked any other knife, like yeah, it would do at she least would some have been kind of damage. <laughs> you know, they none of them look retractable in that case, but he picked the one prop knife that just happens to not work. But yeah. But yeah, so uh, Chris Evans' character is, of course, the killer. I think if you look back at it, it makes sense because n- I... I feel like if anyone else was the killer, it wouldn't be well satisfying. It wouldn't be as satisfying, you know. Technically, right. he only killed the housekeeper. Yeah, because Arlen did commit suicide after he thought he was gonna die. Because Marta's just right. too good a nurse. Yeah, I guess that part. Okay, that was uh, that was a little iffy, but it was you'll, good. You'll give him a pass for now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah um but yeah so he's the he's the culprit or whatever he attempt he kills the housekeeper and he attempts to kill marta um some of the cool stuff that i liked about his uh i read that if you look at his fisherman sweater which you know that big the fisherman sweater became you know the hot item of late 2019 after (laughs) knives out came out um (laughs) But if you look at it, it's got like all sorts of like holes and stuff on it. So, you know, like he's got nice clothes, but he doesn't care enough to take care of them and, uh, you know, maintain them, which kind of is reflective of his attitude. He's got a crazy house. Did you see his house in the movie? It's like super modern and like Mm -hmm. windows all over the place. Like, and he's apparently never got money, you know? Yeah. I, yeah. Harlan just sends him money. I guess, but it's like you get, as they say, like they hate each other and then mm-hmm. they say a love-hate relationship, but I don't really feel like there's love. So I don't know why he sends him money. Yeah. That's, he, I don't know. He definitely seems like he hates his entire family. 
<laughs> yeah. Which is why he eventually is going to be like cutting them all off, which is, you know, the big uh the big reveal that is kind of why uh what's his name? Ran Ransom was attempting to kill him. Yeah, he and cut I'm... his whole family up. Sorry, Chloe. Yeah. Oh no, I was just gonna say, sort of when you say what's his name, Ransom I'm a big fan of like movies or books where there's like wordplay involved and so I really liked that like you realize his first name is Hugh and mm-hmm. that that's what the housekeeper had said like it's Hugh not it's you yeah. and yeah. like that that was kind of like the big aha moment and I don't know I mean I was watching like I had mentioned the trial of the Chicago 7 and there's a similar scene in that not at all related to Knives Out but where there's sort of a moment where they realize like something with a word or phrase that like changes the complete meaning of what's going on in the direction of the movie. And Mm -hmm. I always find that stuff to be very cool. So that was definitely my favorite spoiler, which I had sort of alluded to earlier. I mean, Chloe, now that you mentioned it, this is also totally unrelated to Knives Out, but uh, (laughs) I guess Trial of the Chicago 7 is uh, two for two in terms of Aaron Sorkin movies where uh, people misunderstand the use of a word. You know, there's that scene in Molly's game where uh, they're talking about they need Molly and they like they're addicted to Molly and the lawyers think they're talking about like Molly Bloom, like the main character, but they're talking about Molly the drug. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but yeah, I'm a fan of that wordplay, even if it's a bit cheesy and like murder mysteries here. Yeah. I think that's part of the point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I think it is, too, because sometimes with them, too, you're so caught up in the action of it all that that's mm-hmm. kind of a fun part where it's, like, a much more minute detail. I don't know. Yeah. It, was, it was cheesy. It was fun. I liked it. It's part of, like, the Mr. X that, like, will that pay off when you rewatch and you're like, oh, I definitely see that she's saying Hugh here. Mm-hmm. 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 Or even, like, not even remembering that was his name. Like, when they first yeah. introduced him as his name, you're like, oh, okay. Yeah, because... Like, they like barely they definitely refer to him as ransom most of the time yeah but they are sure to like include a few moments where you're like oh but they do call him hugh don't they say like the housekeeper's the only one to call him that or something yeah Yeah, they do say that at some point they They say say that several times they say he uh he makes her call him hugh because he's an asshole Mm -hmm. that's (laughs) the reasoning behind it Right. But also, I was watching with subtitles, and it definitely said you did it and not you did it the first time. <laughs> so, yeah. I don't know. It's because they're trying not to uh, give it away before it happens. I know they don't want to spoil it, but I don't know. Yeah. Something is sketchy with that. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, what were some of the other big spoilers that we wanted to get into here? I was gonna mention the the one with switching the uh, morphine and I forget what the other the other uh, like drug was. Ken, Whatever Ken, the drug Kenol is or something. Yeah, there's Keterolac. Uh, I think is what it's called. Something like that. Yeah, I know that Chloe kind of touched on this at the very beginning, um, but this is such a cool twist where you you have the you have Harlan, one of the main characters, who who like thinks that he is the one uh, who is going to die because he was poisoned, like originally, mm-hmm. and so it kind of sets this entire thing off. It it you know it convinces uh, him to um, you know get uh, Marta to basically uh, prove her innocence with this whole sequence of events. And then you realize at the end of the movie that 
like he didn't have to do that and the 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 vials weren't actually switched mm-hmm. um and i will say that like the maybe like the one thing in this movie that is a little bit unbelievable is that you know marta wouldn't have read the vials you know like she was like mm-hmm. yeah. just solely going based on like the weights which is which is fine but like i feel like you'd also want to read you know the labels and just yeah. confirm that yeah. um their justification that they include is that like she's done it hundreds of times, which you know, I guess you could buy into that. Yeah, but realistically, nurses are not that lax with medication, like yeah. ever. I will be. They make you confirm your birthday like five times before they do anything. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's really in intense. Words, <laughs> in the words of the detective, it's a uh, it's weak sauce. Right, yes, weak, weak sauce. Weak sauce. Was there also, like, I'm a little fuzzy on this whole movie, but wasn't there also criticism about, like, the time frame of the burning of the place to the car chase or something? Like, they said it was, like, too fast for Ransom to really get back and forth or something. I thought I had read something about that. He burned the thing down at night, though, I thought. Or maybe it was um, giving the morphine to Fran and then getting Anna de Armas to the morgue and then back or something there was it, something it's, it's, yeah. It's, yeah it was it was pretty i mean fast. yeah i mean it's, it's a movie i just i remember reading sort of when it came out that was like one of the other mystery criticisms they had but she did life. end up dying so maybe it was like long enough mm-hmm. for her to stay conscious or something i don't know mm-hmm. yeah and they don't know what dosage he gave her either that's yeah. true it have been different there's probably like loopholes like if you look like a bit deeper but I, the I'd point is the surface, it's entertaining you know on the oh, surface absolutely. it's like full it fully works like you can buy yeah. into it completely with no struggle at all which i think is for sure key to your enjoyment of the movie yeah um let's talk about some of the you know littler things that they reveal towards the end that are a bit spoilery uh neil talked about the mug thing you want to get into that neil yeah just the whole like um i guess like the fact that she ended up uh taking all the inheritance from the family uh Mm -hmm. that nobody had really expected and they were all very very furious about it um Walt, right? Yeah, Walt is the one who threatened, who actually showed up to where she lives with her family and threatened to um, kind of, or indirectly threatened to get her deported because they knew that she wasn't a legal citizen, right? Yeah. I think her mom. Her mom. Yeah, her mom, yeah. Right, her mom. And so, uh, yeah, Walt had threatened to do that. And the fact that she ended up taking the inheritance. And she went through this kind of mental dilemma on whether she should keep it or give it back to the family. Um, And then she decided that, well, Harlan left it to me for a reason. And that's because he doesn't trust any of these assholes. He trusts me. And then the whole mug kind of, I feel like, encompasses that. It's like my house, my rules, right? My coffee. Uh, I mean, by, by the end of the movie, that final shot, the only thing that you're seeing on the mug really is my car or my house it says just right my house and everything else is covered up which is really nice yeah you know. and they're all like looking up at her on the, mm-hmm. on the balcony exactly. it's like such a good it's a very shot. satisfying ending because like yeah 
throughout the movie they kind of make you dislike the family members i'd say like you, you they're all kind of very selfish yeah yeah um, so at the end when marta's like victorious it's it's really satisfying um, within that same moment, uh, we were talking about earlier, you know, the note with Richard and Linda. Um, so we find out that the note is revealing that uh, Richard cheated on Linda. Um, so we we see him like finally seeing her realize what what's going on. And in the next shot that you see him when they're all turning around to look back up at Marta, he's got a black eye uh, from being punched <laughs> in the face by Linda, presumably. It's funny. That's awesome. I didn't realize that. Yeah. There, there's I saw the black guy, but I was yeah. confused. <laughs> yeah. It it definitely could be like something that you're just like, wait, why does he suddenly have like a black eye? But I guess if you're paying attention to the movie enough, it, it it's a good little call out there. Um, There was another moment that I was thinking of that I'm uh Oh, the whole... The, I think the whole... um part where she was like how did you know that i was involved or yeah benoit benoit right benoit yeah. blanc knew the whole time that marta was involved in the murder and he was like oh because of the blood there's like a little drop of blood on your shoe which mm-hmm. was like oh shoot like he knew like the whole time which is which mm-hmm. i thought was so neil cool that's that's exactly the moment i was thinking of yeah. and so if you go and you look back at the moment where they first meet he like takes a few seconds where he's just like staring at her shoes. Like in that scene, he's looking at her shoes for a pretty significant amount of time. And he's going to spot the blood that's there on her shoes, which is such a cool moment. And then they cut to it, right? Like they cut to it after he like walks out or something. No. So uh, it's like she gets back home and she's like sitting on the couch and they like zoom, they do like a crash zoom on her, uh, on the blood. But Yeah. yeah, they, they don't make it obvious that there's supposed to be blood on her shoe like when he, they first meet. Like you don't know that that's there. So I think the way they present information in the movie is very interesting. You know, like you get the you get the setup, and then you get that there is a reveal that happened there. Like there's very important information that was in that previous scene, but you don't make the connection that like other people could have gotten that. And then you right. get the reveal at the end, which is very satisfying because then you're like. Oh, I see the connection there, which is really cool. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. One of the best things about this movie is that, like, when when Har- when you see what happens to Harlan, when you see Harlan commit suicide, you're like, wait, like, where are they going to go from this? Because it, it seems like mm-hmm. it's 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 done. Like, I, I I remember watching the movie, and getting to that point maybe about halfway through, and just thinking like, like oh, like so he killed himself and. I don't know what the other involvements were because like uh, the family members, they all have a motive, but then they show what happens and you're like, Oh, okay. So maybe, maybe they're all innocent. Mm-hmm. And I love the way, like the movie just kind of like stops in its tracks there and then picks up again towards the end. Um, just really cool way of telling the story. Yeah. It's, I would say that's where it deviates from a lot of murder mysteries where it explicitly shows you how they died. Right. And, then it's kind of like okay but then what's the mystery and it turns out there still is one because mm-hmm. there still is like some foul play involved which is really cool yeah uh do we got any other 
big things we want to talk about before we uh, hop into some trivia here? I think we're seven is innocent. <laughs> I think that's a lie, Andrew. I think you need to face reality. He didn't murder his grandpa, though. But he did I like murder the grandma. Someone. Like the great oh, yeah. grandma. Yeah. grandma. She's pretty cool. Mm -hmm. yeah. She's so old. Yeah. <laughs> we also didn't talk about the two uh, police officers, but uh, I think they're both pretty good balancing acts to, you know, what's going on. Uh, mm. What's his name? Uh, trooper wagner yeah being like the big murder mystery fan is really funny uh and then lakeith stanfields is just always like you know he's always a good person to add to the cast of any movie he's in and it's no exception here but uh yeah if we don't got anything else i think we're ready for some trivia so if you guys want to get ready we got a relatively short around today i'm always ready Trivia yes. What's Andrew? Have you won a round of trivia yet? I'm not saying that to be mean. I'm just curious. I won I the remember. Lord of the Rings trivia. Okay. All right. That's the Andrew's only episode the I remember. I think Chloe's only won the Timothy Chalamet one with the three-way tie. Mm -hmm. Neil, have you won any trivia? Neil I'm might be the biggest sure. loser in trivia. <laughs> Not sure. He's we, the biggest. We'll, I, I feel like he's won. I think he's. he's I think he's got him. I think we've made fun I, of Andrew before, but I don't know if Neil's ever won. <laughs> I think every time I've came close to winning, Tyler snatched the win from me. I I, I feel terrible. So so the good thing here is there's no like big twelve point question at the end for it to swing oh, one way or the other. Thank goodness that is yeah. true. The problem though is you have to be consistent for the first. For all the other questions, that's mm -hmm. that's where I that's yeah. where I <laughs> that's gonna be more difficult. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so if you're listening along, uh, get ready because we're about to jump right in. You guys ready? All of you? Let's just oh, jump yeah. into it. Let's do it. All right. Let's do it. Uh, first question: Which character is designed to be inspired by the critics of the Last Jedi? Kind of like a you know. If you don't know the character name, inspired by the critics. Yes, the critics of the Last Jedi. Uh, if you don't know the name, you can give me a character description. If you know the actor name, you can give me that instead. Yeah, this should be only a few more seconds, and then uh, get some answers here. I'll let Neil go first. He was shaking his head like he kind of knew that one. <laughs> no, like I, I was shaking it like I didn't know that one. Um, I'm gonna guess Ransom. Okay. Uh, Andrew. I'll just say Walt. I, I don't know. Okay, Chloe. Um, I'm going to be honest. Like You lost me. I, I know nothing about The Last Jedi. I don't know why there'd be critics of it. And I barely know <laughs> yeah. the characters' names. Um, so I'm going to go with the... Um, the... The one that we, we we determined was a little bit racist earlier. Uh, Richard? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, Tyler, your answer? Um, it's I think it's the grandson. I think his name is like Jacob. Yep, it's Jacob. That's my guess. He's the okay. uh, oh alt-right Nazi troll. The guy masturbating <laughs> in the bathroom. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah so uh, he's basically designed to be like, you know, like, the big trolling critics of The Last Jedi, not necessarily like 
people who have actual criticisms, more just like, you know, people that just go and troll anything. I did not know there were big critics for The Last Jedi. <laughs> people really hate oh, The Last Jedi dude, for some oh. reason. And it, it's... Some we could devote valid. an episode. I can get that. I've got to watch all the Star Wars movies, like, next week. I think week. we're going to have to do, like, a Star Wars redux after, like, Andrew's seen them all again. Because I'm down. For to sure. It. we got to talk about it with everybody. Um, we got to talk yeah. about, like, the critics of all the movies, too. I feel yeah. like that's such a huge thing for... Maybe that'll be the like, next series. Stuff the next miniseries yeah. we do. Nine, nine Star Wars ones. Yeah. Uh, all oh, right. gosh. Part two, the entire film is largely a tribute to the style of which author? So, looking They're for a mystery author. author? I don't know. I'm Could assuming be Mark gets... Twain, for all you know. I don't know. Really testing your knowledge of uh, great authors here. Let's go yeah. with Neil again first. Neil looks ready. Neil looks like he knows. I don't know many mystery book authors, but I'll go with the big obvious, Agatha Christie. All right. Uh, Let's go with Chloe next. Yeah, that was definitely my go-to, Agatha Christie. All right. Andrew? I don't know any mystery authors. Uh, Christopher Paolini. (laughs) I like that choice, Andrew. (laughs) And Tyler? I think it's Agatha Christie. It is. Uh, so she oh. wrote uh, all, you know, the Hercule Poirot books and everything, uh, which I would say uh, Benoit Blanc is definitely inspired by him heavily. Benoit Blanc. Yeah. But, uh, His name fact, is very nice. Fun fact, Agatha Christie died at 85, just like Harlan. So. Oh. Yeah. And they're both uh, novelists of mystery. Yeah. Of the mystery genre. <laughs> Uh, Andrew, here's your plot-related question. What is the name of Joni Thromby's lifestyle company? Oh, gosh. Is this why you didn't say it earlier? Yeah. Or did you forget? I knew it. I have it written right here, Andrew. (laughs) I know. I did say Goop, I believe, which is Gwyneth Paltrow's brand, so don't confuse the two. Very different. Uh, Neil. Neil just looks ready all the time, so I'm just going to go with him. Just don't know. Like you just don't know? <laughs> oh, gosh. You're just going to pass, Neil? Oh, I said Nike. Oh, okay. Oh, that's a good guess. <laughs> Andrew? I know it Actually, starts with an... Okay. Andrew saw the movie the most recently, so I'm going to wait on him. Let's go with Tyler next. I also don't have a guess. All right, well, Chloe? I guess Neil did. Well, as you guys know, I I have very little memory of this movie. So just based off of like that you said it was similar to Goop, I'm just going to alter some of the letters. I'm going to go with Rube. I did Something say it's like very, that. I did say it's different from Goop, Chloe. You said it was like like Goop in that it was a lifestyle. In, in style. I, it's got four well, letters, I could say that. Yeah, let's go with Rube. Whatever, Rube. I don't know. <laughs> Alright. Andrew. <laughs> Tyler liked okay. it. Brain I know it Andrew. starts get I know it starts. Point. I'm not gonna get the point, but I know it starts with an F and I'm gonna say Fitz or Fuba 
Andrew. Who Company's is? flam, like glam, but oh, flam. Oh, it's flam. Oh, oh yeah. my gosh. It's that. a great line, too. Rube's yeah, not they only so mention it right in the one scene. Yeah, I was going to say, Rube is kind of close. One scene, but you know. <laughs> I say we give that to Chloe. <laughs> I'm you okay know, with giving Chloe a point. No, Andrew, it's okay. I, think, I don't need a point. <laughs> I think the three-hour advantage did not help Andrew very much. <laughs> yeah, uh, all right. On to question four. This one's kind of a tough one. Uh, the title Knives Out and the film's working title of Morning Bell are both songs from an album by which English rock band? Uh, so you'll get a point if you can name the English rock band and an extra point if you can give me the album name. So Knives Out and Morning Bell are both the names of songs on an album by this band. I got a guess. You got a guess, Andrew? I have a guess. All right. Well, you're going to go second because I know Neil is ready. I'm Neil not. is always okay. ready. <laughs> okay. uh, All right, Neil, give me a band and an album. Come on, man. <laughs> I don't know. What's an English rock band? Neil, I swear just, to God, I don't, if you say I don't the know Beatles. Any, no, I, yeah, I'm not going to say <laughs> the Beatles. I don't, know any, I don't know any albums by this band, but I'm going to guess the band. Radiohead, because it's so okay. freaking random. And okay. then I don't know any albums, so so don't, don't ask. Radiohead is boss. All right. Yeah. Andrew, your guess? I'm going to say Tally Hall. And I don't think it's right, but that's the band. Yeah, I right. don't know any albums. All right, uh, Chloe. Um, so I actually have no idea. I started out thinking, you know, you two, and then I'm like, wait, they're Irish. So I'm gonna <laughs> go with the Rolling too. Stones because they're the only English band that I can think of. Okay, you know what's funny? Oh, I actually thought first Chloe. Oh, the Rolling Stones. Um. Uh, give me a sec. Let me think. Paint It Black is a song I know. Maybe that's an album, too. <laughs> no, what were you you two, you two was actually the first band I also thought of. But I, I also knew that they were Irish. Hey! So, yeah. All right, Tyler. Yeah, Do I also know don't know this one. Um, I'm just going to go ahead and throw out uh, The Who. All right. Uh, solid guesses there, everybody. Neil gets a point. It is Radiohead. The album. <laughs> Neil no just way. Get away. <laughs> no way. Are you Wait, what is the album? Uh, it's called Amnesiac. Yeah, I didn't wow. would have gotten that. Yeah. yeah, I want to apologize because the band I said is actually an American band. <laughs> wait, wait, what did you say? Again? What, what did you say? I, I said, don't recognize them. Tally Hall? I don't know. I, I had no idea what you were referring to. <laughs> yeah, Andrew, I think okay. it was a bad sign when I asked you if that was the name of the band. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't going to change my answer. It's a self-titled Jeez. album, you know, yeah. Tally Hall by Tally Hall. Yeah, you get, like, the potential to get it right, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. All right. On to question five. There's multiple points on the line for this one. Does anybody have any points right now other than Neil? Uh, Chloe Tyler has, has a point. Tyler has two. Tyler has two. And Andrew has Everyone two. has points but me. Okay, okay. All right. Uh, Here we go, Andrew. Question five. <laughs> 
isn't the 12th so point at the you end? can get one point for every country that the various thrombies refer to refer to as martha's native country oh. Oh, do we get points for wrong answers i will take points or take away points if you start naming wrong. too many wrong answers can i just name every country in south america and call it you a day? will lose all of your points tyler <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> sure, I got it. Because I know you can do it. <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to tell you how many yeah, there Tyler's are. Either. Either. Okay, Neil, go. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there's five points, right? So there's got to be five. I said countries. there's multiple points on the line. It's question five. Oh. There's multiple oh, it's question five. Okay, okay. Yeah. There's 12 well, points on the line. I know Paraguay. Uruguay, Ecuador. Mm -hmm. We're going to throw... Okay, it's time. See, we have to be a little racist here because now we have to think what they would say. (laughs) Neil, I want you to put yourself in the mind of a racist person for just this question. It's going to be tough, but you got to do it. Is that hard for Neil? (laughs) A a racist white family. Uh, I'm going to say Brazil. Okay. And then I'll, I'll I'll guess one more. I'll say. Be careful! Um, you don't want to lose all your points, though. Yeah. Wait. So if if I guess wrong, does that lose my points? I think it. Or, if you're gonna guess only one more, it, I won't hold it against you because. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I'm gonna say Peru. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, let's go with Chloe's list next. All right. So I, I was like, I need to keep track of these. So I did write them in like my Google search bar. So I could, I'll just, I could just read them aloud. All right. So I got Costa Rica. Okay. Nicaragua. All right. Brazil, Ecuador, right. Cuba, and Argentina. All right. Oh, those are good. Uh, <laughs> let's go with Andrew. Or no, Tyler. Let's go with Tyler. Okay, I, I'm just going to go with the ones that I, I was only like a little bit confident on because otherwise mm-hmm. I'll just start naming them. Um, and it will lose so many points. So like, <laughs> let's go with, let's go with, um, I'm pretty sure it was Paraguay and Uruguay and I'm going to go with okay. Ecuador. Those, right. Just those three. All right. Uh, Andrew. I'm the same as Tyler. Just those three? Uruguay, Paraguay, and Ecuador, yeah. All right. So... Neil had one wrong from his five that he listed. Ooh, Chloe nice. had three wrong from hers, but I'm just going to leave her her points because she didn't list too many mo- uh, countries. Andrew and Tyler, all three of yours were right. The three countries are Ecuador, Uruguay, Paraguay, Cuba, and Brazil. So five Whoa. countries there. So between all of us, we got them all. Yeah, you did. Yeah. Neil, I was impressed. You got I- four out of five. I didn't. I thought you were really wasn't ready good. for that one. No, I knew that the third one or the the first three I knew were in there for sure. I did not know Brazil was in there. Neil, the racist mindset really worked out for you. <laughs> <laughs> Neil said, "I'm going full racist." I'm 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 crediting my parents for that one. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Great. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> All right. Uh, Big before shout we out. start an incident here, uh, question six: Which <laughs> cast members? Uh, have also appeared in Star Wars films. One point for each. I will not tell you how many Star Wars cast members there are. Uh, this one for each person that you named that was not in a Star Wars movie, you will lose a point. Oh, Trey, so. I think this question is unfair. 
Yeah, I would agree, <laughs> sir. That's uh, okay. I'll give him I think my it's best also shot. D- I think it's very difficult for Neil and Tyler as well. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, this is yeah, not. Like, okay. there's, there's not many obvious ones, I'll tell you that. This is not easy. Can we guess the characters? Like the character yeah. names? Yeah. In Knives Out? Yeah, sure. Okay, because I'm not too great with actors all the time. Yeah. Just uh, be sure that you're guessing. Because uh, for each one that you get wrong, I will subtract a point. So. Oh, well, then I'm not guessing anything. Okay. <laughs> you're going to play it safe. I'm not getting negative that points. Might be, this that time, honestly sure. might be smart. I don't know. I think the risk reward here is really I know uh, one. I know one. The risk reward is really good here. I don't want negative points, Shrew. All right. <laughs> and I know it's going to happen. Well, I, I think Neil looks ready, so let's go over I, to Neil first. <laughs> Do I just always look ready? I yeah. know one. I know one. And if anyone is dishonest about this, because I'm really proud that I thought of this, Daniel Craig played a stormtrooper in Star Wars. Did he okay. die? That's your that's your one answer there. That's my one answer. That's the, all right. I stick with that. Well, let's go over to Tyler. I did not know that. I'm not going to say it. Um, <laughs> okay. And I can't at this at this moment. I can't think of anything else uh, or any of the all other right. actors or actresses. So I'm going to just pass. All right. I feel ashamed. Right. Uh, let's go over to Chloe. Resident you Star guys Wars already expert. know I'm, I'm not answering this question. <laughs> I don't know any of them. <laughs> Andrew, are you going to give a shot here? Should I? Okay. Yeah. Um, Just guess one person that you think was most likely to be in a Star Wars movie. Oh, the guy that played Walt. Uh, Christopher Plummer, right? Yeah. No, it's yeah, a different Christopher- guy. Yeah, oh, Walt. Sorry, I thought you meant Harlan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. same. Uh, yeah. Michael Shannon. All right. Yes. He kind of so, looks like Mark Hamill. Andrew's going to lose a point there. Was Michael <laughs> Shannon was not. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah. I'm you kidding, you, I, I won't take a point off for you because that was a pure. Can you have like a, a low limit at zero? Yeah. You, you don't <laughs> lose any lot. points for that one. I'm not allowed to go negative. Neil's going to gain a point because Daniel Craig yes. did play. So he, Tyler, oh, you'll Force remember Awakens. this. In The Force Awakens, uh, yep. you know, the stormtrooper that Ray uses the force on, she like tells him mm, to drop his yeah, blaster. That's Daniel, that's Daniel Craig. That's Daniel Craig. Shoot. I yeah, I didn't know that. There are three others. Three others. Yes. Wow. Oh, wait. Is it is so Joseph first off, Gordon-Levitt one of them? Joseph Gordon-Levitt is one of them. Oh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt it. is the voice of the cop on the TV at the beginning. Wait, he's in Star Wars as who? He, uh, he is in The Last Jedi as an alien because The Last Jedi is directed by Ryan Johnson and he appears in every Ryan Johnson movie. Yeah. Because of that, Noah Segan, who plays Trooper Wagner, is also in The Last Jedi. So that's the third person there. Anybody want to give a shot at guessing who the fourth person is? I will give you two points if you can guess who this fourth fourth person Major is. Major character or another minor character? Chris, I'm not gonna say. Harlan. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with the grandma. All right. I'm going with the grandpa. The I mean, grandma. the grandma's son. All right. Harlan. Ty. 
<laughs> I'm just going to say Don Johnson. All right, so nobody gets the point there. It's Frank Oz. Frank Oz, who played Yoda oh, in the in the Star Wars movies. That. He is the we attorney. He is the guy who comes That's and reads right. the will. Oh, my God. Yes. And well, I can I only assume the reason that he is in Knives Out is because he came back to work on Star Wars in The Last Jedi. Oh, I'm so excited. So that's how I met Ryan Johnson and got the I gig. I for, completely forgot about that character. Yeah. Uh, not Yoda, not, the attorney, uh, dude. I wasn't sure if you guys would know or remember that, but I'm very happy to see I've blown your minds. So I still think this question was unfair. Andrew, you didn't lose any points, so that's okay. The only person that got a point was Neil. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Um, all right, question seven. Along with Knives Out, two other 2019 non-musical films feature a scene where a character sings a song from a Stephen Sondheim musical. Name either of those other two movies. So in this movie, it's a Daniel Craig singing that song in the car while he's waiting for Marta. That's from a Sondheim musical. Uh, so if you can name a, one of the two other movies, I will give you the point. Oh, if you can gosh. name both, I'll give you both points. Neil looks ready. He's shaking his head yes. Neil's ready. Let's go, Neil. <laughs> I feel like I'm only thinking of the big movies that came out in 2019. I don't even know like what movies came out of them. Okay. I know. Could you give us like like no. where they no. asked from? Don't give us hints. Don't give us hints. They may have been. They are non musical. That does not films. help me. Non musical. No, yeah. Yeah, I know. Because right. I'm, I'm I can only think of the big movies and I don't know. Well, Andrew, you can't be first. Wait, what if you're we guess like Neil's the music? I'm ready. I'm ready. <laughs> Neil's okay, ready. I, Neil. I think I'm ready. I think I'm ready. I'm just going to guess Endgame and Joker. Okay. <laughs> the other two big movies. Wait, I think Andrew. I have the wrong year. Okay, right. <laughs> I'll go. I was going to say Blade Runner 2049. Okay. And oh I, my God. I do think that's the wrong about, year. About right? two it's, years yeah. too early. Okay. I'm okay. still stuck in 2017. Andrew, we saw it in go... Trey's basement, like 2017 or in something. In 2018 or something. Wait, am I getting penalties for like wrong guesses? No, like, I don't could know. I give like? No. Well, no. I'm gonna go with. I remember Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, but I don't feel like they sang in that movie. That, but I. It's like one of the only oh, movies I can remember. Okay. Um, I can also think of. Hmm, what other movies were there? There was a Spider-Man movie, but I don't feel like they sing in Spider-Man. Good um, can say that they don't. I don't it's think they sing. I don't think they did in Booksmart, <laughs> and that's about all I got. Got it, me. Right. So, uh, Tyler, let's see if you can bring it home. Can you get two points? Can you catch up to uh, Nina? Um, wait. He's so it's, they're they're non-musicals, right? Yeah. So, like, I'm assuming that means like Rocket Man's out. I'm assuming yeah. that means Cats out. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Um, what about yesterday? Is that out? Is that a, yeah. uh, is that not a musical? Okay, we'll leave that one out then. And that's only Beatles, so right, right. Um, I've I've truly got no idea. I'm just gonna say Detective Pikachu as the first one. Let me know if that's right. <laughs> that, that's what about your second one, Ty? Oh, okay, all right. So it's probably right then. Um, let's <laughs> <laughs> let's go with uh, what else? Do oh, Good Boys. We saw that one in theaters too. <laughs> that that is indeed a 2019 release. 
Uh, again, Neil's the <laughs> only one. He's closer than I was. Here. Neil's the only are one to get a point me? here. The two movies are Marriage Story Endgame? and Joker. Marriage oh. Story. So what? in Joker, they sing Bring in the Clowns or Send in the Clowns, whichever one of those. That's a Sondheim musical. I, didn't I have not seen that. either of those movies. What is Marriage, Marriage Story? Marriage Story is the big Netflix original <laughs> with Adam Driver. Adam Driver. And Adam Driver. He like punches a wall. <laughs> it's like, there, oh, there's, two, there's two big scenes in Marriage Story. The one I've never is where Adam Driver this. punches a wall. Punches a wall and cries about waking up every day and wanting Scarlett Johansson to be dead. There's a couple this, good memes that came out of it. Adam Driver the has second a scene. Walls. The second scene is where Adam Driver sings like a solo from a Stephen Sondheim musical. It's like he like gets up <sighs> in a musical and he goes and he just sings the entire number like fully all the way through. Do you know what it so, is or no? I don't remember the name, but I know it's like a big, it's like a very big one that lots of musical people sing. Okay, so. I never knew this movie existed. I've never Andrew, seen anything how, really? about this. It's like she got heavily so promoted on. We talked about it in our like in our double. <laughs> There's stuff no way we right. talked. You about gotta it. remember, he forgets, <laughs> he dissociates. Was I on the episode? <laughs> yes. I don't think I saw. You picked winners there, Andrew. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> I probably, like, I probably didn't even, like, yeah. listen to what you guys were saying about it because I never heard of it. Obviously. How much of this is he been actually listening for? It's I not even it's a small-scale movie. It's, like, a pretty, no. like, popular movie. Andrew, we I've found it for, bad. like, 12 Oscars. <laughs> Are you serious? <laughs> what? <laughs> Andrew, it was I don't know. Best picture, hey, Andrew. To be fair, I'm not trying to to um you know tell Andrew what he should or should not think. I don't think it's Andrew's like genre of movie. It's, it is it's not. not Andrew's it's bread not. and butter. Let's like, just say it's that it's not. But I feel I like wasn't I the biggest fan of it. But I assumed what? you guys had heard of it. <laughs> <laughs> twist: heard... Andrew was zoned out for all of Endgame. <laughs> No, Andrew I remember. Andrew just wasn't Endgame. conscious in 2019. Actually, I don't really remember the plot. <laughs> That's too why well. he still thought Blade Runner 2049 had come out last year. <laughs> Wait, I mean, I'm pretty sure it... I was out of the zone for like the whole year, for amazing. two years. Yes. Yeah. Wait, was uh, that the right. end of the trivia, or do we? Have no, some there, more? we got two oh, questions okay. left. Okay. I think oh, nice. Neil's pretty uncatchable now, but uh, let's what? go for one point. Oh. How about uh, if right. I get one point? I win. I think right. it's because you're making me go first every question. Maybe well, that's how I catch so question eight. I'm going to switch the order I had question eight and nine, and no. we'll see how this goes. <laughs> question question eight is the infamous Rotten Tomatoes question. What is the Rotten Tomatoes score? Neil, you're first. Go now, right away. Uh, no thinking. 96. 96. All right. Andrew. I'm going 94. Tyler. Oh, that's actually a bit dumb. Uh, 97. Chloe. Ninety. You can say the same number that other people have picked. No, you better not cut me off. <laughs> you you won with ninety three, Chloe. Yeah, that was a All that right. was a Price is Right strategy right there. Yeah. Well, Tyler gets the point there. It is ninety seven, oh. right on the dot. I actually, so ninety four. Tyler is two points. Thank you, Neil. Is two points <laughs> below Neil right now. We got one question left here. Oh no. Uh, I am 
curious to see if anyone gets this. So I might just give this to whoever wins. Or I might just well, give I might give I don't whoever know if that's gets fair, this Neil. the win. What? Come on. This, this is this is a very is difficult first, question. This is my first win and you're gonna take it away from me? Alright, well okay, Neil, you look ready. You wanna answer Should the question? Is this right harder now? than I don't even the Star know Wars the question? question? Alright, alright, what's the question? Alright, alright. Final question here. In the opening interrogation sequence, the first like God, thirty minutes of the that? movie. In the first thirty this. minutes of the movie, every time Benoit Blanc hits the piano key, what does I that mean? It. What does that what mean? Does... Oh gosh. God, I, every... Trey, I don't the... even remember that there's an interrogation. I'm... I was trying I was to more... figure out what it meant when he did it. I was I know, more I was too. for the Tarantino podcast. <laughs> <laughs> and I'd seen like one movie. <laughs> Two. Two, Chloe. Two. Seen two. I've seen two. Now I've seen three. Okay. Um, every time he hits a piano. Yeah. I don't think anyone's going to get this. So honestly, oh. I think Neil is just it, guaranteed it, to win. <laughs> it's not an obvious answer. Like, I, I know what I want to say and what I, what I believe it is. And I think I went and I actually figured out what it was. Like I looked it up, but I totally forgot that. So I think Neil has it. All right, so maybe no, I, I won't give the I maybe I won't give whoever gets this the win because maybe Tyler does actually remember and he's just lying to me. So this is just worth one point. <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> All right, Neil, you look ready. The only okay, always ready. The only the only thing I know about this piano key is I was like, okay, when I was watching the movie with my dad, every mm-hmm. time he hit the piano key, my dad laughed because the cop <laughs> asked the same question. After okay. he hit the piano, and my dad thought it was like hilarious for some reason, and that's all <laughs> okay. I know about. So I was like, maybe the piano key means ask the question again. I don't know. That's my guess. Okay, uh, Andrew, I'm gonna say he hits the piano key when he knows they're lying. All right, Tyler, that's a good guess. Yeah, that's that's what I have as well. Just the that, line. That he thinks the person is lying. Yeah. All right, Chloe. Um, I'm gonna go with I gotta go with something crazy here, right? Because everybody else has, has a pretty solid answer. I'm he hits go the with, piano. He hits the piano key. Um, when he when he I don't know when he makes a judgment call about the person's character. I don't know, or he, he gains a clue or something. I don't know. Crazy answer, Chloe. <laughs> well, I panicked, Neil. <laughs> I I got I got to be honest. I am shocked because Neil did get it right. Bruh, Every time he hits the piano key, detect the detective asks the question, "When did you arrive at the party?" Oh, so is that no? But is that literally what it means? Yes, it, he's oh, telling him wow. to ask the question. What? Oh my yeah. god. Why doesn't he just ask the question? Because he's sitting there all mysterious like. Yeah. That's no, pretty that, cool. It, my dad yeah. found it hysterical that he kept on doing it. I was like, it's not that funny, though. Like it's just <laughs> yeah. like... I'm surprised that, that he like actually noticed that that's what he was doing. Because I was You'll like, have to tell your dad that like he, he was what won you this this trivia yeah. game. <laughs> yeah. 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 I, your you parents him, have yeah. come into this game a couple times now. <laughs> I mean I mean Neil has <laughs> Tyler. Neil, Neil would have won by two instead of three, but Yeah. Yeah. 
Well, Neil, congratulations on probably you. your first trivia I think, win, considering I think my you've lost one. so many before. It could yeah, be right after second. we roast him for not winning, <laughs> Neil destroys everyone. He's, he's won before, I'm I pretty sure. I think it sure. could be my he must second. Have. It could be my yeah. second. At we'll most. We'll, we'll we should go second. back and, and keep track, you know, just in yeah. case anyone's ego gets know, too out of control. create a record. Right. Yeah. I, I don't care about my, Andrews. I don't think he's. I don't yeah. think my ego is gonna go out of control after I think, this one. I think one of these days you guys are gonna have to like do this to me. I think you're gonna have to put yeah, me in the hot seat here. Yeah. If no, I'm really if I'm being honest, I do want to do trivia for sure and do really hard <laughs> questions it should be and make him cry like, a little yeah, bit. All three <laughs> of us against Trey. Trey can uh, <laughs> you can endorse and sponsor the. The how Sporkle has an app where you can do movie trivia now. We could create a game for you, you know, to play. I'm not going to do that until they agree to give us money for doing that. So Sporkle, okay. if you're listening, big Trey, you have company. to bleep out the name of the company we're talking about <laughs> so they don't well, get no, any free advertising. We're directly addressing them that they should come and sponsor us. And so if you're listening, yes. Sporkle, sponsor us and we'll promote your app, your game on this podcast. Otherwise, don't go and play it. We'll Don't do anything you want. Just, just please. No one plays yeah. Sporkle. Please. Just, we need you, Sporkle. Yeah. Sporkle, if you're out there, times are tough right now. Let's just remember that we're, we're here to help each other. So if you, can, if you can do anything for us, we'll do anything for you. And that's what we have to and say about that. And if you don't, we'll we're going to shame your you. app and your product on this podcast relentlessly. And- and just know, Sporkle, yeah. you have a very niche liable? user base. You have yeah. a very yeah. niche user base, and we are the user base. <laughs> like... Us five account for half of all your plays in the last year. <laughs> it's going to be very important that you sponsor us, because otherwise you'll lose, like, half of your base, like, right now. Uh, but yeah, so yeah. I think congratulations are in order for Neil. On his yes. first, maybe second victory yeah. in trivia history. <laughs> maybe second. <laughs> uh, if you're listening to this on Thanksgiving, we hope you have a happy and safe Thanksgiving uh, where you can safely argue with your relatives over Zoom instead of in person. Uh, hopefully none of you are attempting to murder each other, but you know we never know what's happening. But uh, if you enjoyed listening to this, uh, please consider leaving us a positive review on iTunes. Uh, Go and buying some of our merch. Uh, it's all in the description below. But uh, until our next episode, this has been Double Stuff Cinema. Thanks for listening. Gobble, gobble. Get stuffed. <laughs>